glad that's fucking over. Huh. <laughs> you ever think that? You ever think, geez, I'm glad that's over. You know, you had a something to do or something happened and uh, as soon as it's over, it's over and you're really fucking glad it's over. Let's be honest, you know, I mean, we all have that moment. No matter how positive you are in life and or no matter how good things are looking, you always have that moment where you're really glad something is over. You're really glad something's done with. And it's fine. Turn the page. <laughs> There's going to be hills and valleys in your life, and you're going to be glad things are over. And, uh, yeah. Kind of where I'm at right now, you know, that winter storm we had this week. It was actually really exciting and kind of fun for me. And the reason I'm saying that is because uh, there was a lot of buildup. You know, I mean, this was going to be the fucking nuclear snowpocalypse of nuclear snowpocalypse. You know what I mean? It was gonna be a bad one, like 30 inches of snow, wind blowing like a son of a bitch up to 50 miles an hour and everything else. You know, the I, I actually carry some responsibility with this because I, I have a new job where I run a snowplow for the county. So if you're the dude that runs a snowplow for the county, you need to, uh, you need to be at work and you need to make sure that everybody can get out of this. Get out of their house, get to work, the emergency vehicles can get where they need to go. The local hose draggers can get to the fire. And uh, yeah, you know, I mean, just the, the more important people of the world can get to what they need to do. And yes, there are very, very many more important people than just than just you, okay? It's it's important that the ambulance can get to the medical safety. Somebody's life. It's important that the firefighters can do whatever it is they need to do, whether it be put out a fire or get to a medical or rescue somebody in a traffic accident. You know, I mean, these things are important, and that's why it is so important that unnecessary traffic doesn't go on the road. You know, during that big snow event and Johnny Redneck isn't taking his four-wheel drive truck and getting stranded in the middle of the frickin' highway. That way when the snowplow comes, I don't have to plow around that son of a bitch. And uh, let's be honest, they built this snow and the storm up so much that Thursday nobody went anywhere. We started snowplowing at 6 a.m. and let me tell you, there was nobody on the road. There was about a foot of snow everywhere you went. It rolled off the plow like a frickin' ocean wave. It was totally awesome. Really good moving. I mean, it was, it's real satisfying when you look in the rearview mirror of the snow plow. It's a foot of snow ahead of you and you look in the rearview mirror and you can see the center line. I mean, that is how good that snow came off the road on Thursday morning and god man we were blessed and it was so fun to get that snow moved. Yeah it took a lot. I mean it's a great big tandem truck very powerful unit and I had the pedal to the floor and all the faster it would go is 20 miles an hour. So that's how hard 
it was to move that snow. So it was pretty fun and you know it was it was a heck of an event and uh, the wind blew but luckily that snow kind of laid down a little bit and uh, it didn't get us too bad. The only negative about it is uh, I kind of wish I would have had like a Johnny Redneck big time panty dropper pickup because uh, I started my way to work on Thursday morning at about 5 a.m. you know and and uh, I got stuck on the road twice, shoveled myself out twice, and I thought, I'm not going to make it there. So I called up my foreman, and uh, he came and plowed a road to my house so I could drive to work, and it was perfect. It worked awesome. And I was the only guy that they needed to do that for, so I felt like a big old wuss. But you know what? That's just fucking life. Sometimes you're going to be that person. Plus, I kind of live in the middle of nowhere, you know. I don't live in town. I don't live on a state road. I live on a gravel road in the middle of nowhere. So, uh, yeah, that's why. Anyway, welcome to the Poultry Homestead Podcast, everybody. I'm sure glad you're here, and I'm sure fucking glad that's over. <laughs> uh, it was a good time, and uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just, uh, we're very blessed that a lot of people didn't die or get hurt, and uh, the news built it up, and everybody got to where they needed to go and if you are a person that lives in a place that it does not snow uh i guess you're lacking adventure but lucky you right now is what everybody here is thinking right yeah but anyway you know i mean uh you know we've been talking about spring chicken prep this last time you know and what you're going to order or if you want to do this or if you want to do that you know for your chickens or your meat birds or your egg layers or whatever you know uh if, if you're looking at uh you know turkeys chickens ducks quail all these things you know you can definitely order out of the catalog and you can get these birds however you want them whatever breed you want whatever gender you want you can get that you know what i mean and it's pretty cool that you can do that. You can just order out of a frickin' catalog or a website and get it shipped to your house, whatever you want. And for a lot of us, actually most of us, probably 90% of us, that's what we do, right? You know, your new set of chickens is always going to be out of a catalog. You might go a couple years in between them. And you might knock a few off here and there, or some might die here and there. It's just it's the cycle of life. And there is another option, though. I mean, you can use an incubator and you can hatch your own. And today I wanted to kind of discuss the advantages and disadvantages to both. Right there, I just listed a bunch of advantages to getting them out of the catalog and everything. But there's also a disadvantage to that, and I kind of wanted to explain that a little bit, too. So if you get your chickens out of a catalog, the beautiful thing about that is you get what you want, you get the breed you want, you get the gender you want, and you know, you, you pretty much know exactly how many eggs that they are going to lay in a year's time. You know, because a lot of those catalogs and stuff tell you. Uh, Hoovers especially, they'll, they'll give you an exact number and it's really nice. But, uh, in some cases, you know, it's a little different getting birds sent to you in the mail or to the feed store and getting that certain breed sent to you. It doesn't feel like you really did it, like you made it, like they're not yours. 
you know what I mean? So for some of you that don't really care if you get roosters or hens, or you're gonna eat the roosters for meat later in life, you know, maybe hatching's for you, you know? And one thing that I've come to know about hatching birds on the homestead is, I seem to run into less issues, and I think a lot of that has to do with shipping, okay? So, if you hatch your own from your own farm, say you got a rooster and a bunch of hens, and you're hatching your own hatching eggs on the farm, your hatch rate will be pretty good because they're as fresh as they get, as long as you know how to store them. And if your hatch rate is a lot better, your health rate is really good once they hatch. Once they get out of that egg, uh, the health rate, to me, seems a lot better. Statistically, it seems like I have almost 100% when I hatch my birds out, and if they make it through that hatch and they hatch all the way out, I have almost, in fact is, I've had 100% survival rate for those birds up to six months. No random deads. And now, now keep in mind, I've only done this like five times, but um, no random deads, no, you know, a few days after you get them, there's a dead one here and a dead one there. Um, I just have better luck with them, if that makes sense. Survive. And you're, yeah, you're getting the roosters and the hens, but I don't know if it has to do with like, you know, eggs are porous and bacteria does get in them. And I don't know if like it has to do with you know, they're, they're already immune to the germs that are on your property or the germs that you have or what it is, you know, as they're growing for that 21 days if they somehow develop immunity or I really don't know why, but for whatever reason, it's 100% survival rate once they are hatched, okay? Now, the disadvantages to that is you don't know what you're gonna get. You don't know what color, you don't know what egg color is gonna be. You know, I mean, like we always do a barnyard mix. You, you can definitely make sure you get the breed of bird you want if you know how to do chicken breeding and you have separate pens and everybody's got separate eggs and this, that, and the other thing. But, you know, I mean, like me, I have a barnyard mix. It's basically just straight eggs from the chickens and the rooster's in there just hosing the fuck out of everybody. And you go, you grab the eggs that you want, or at least what colors you want. Because I mean, the egg colors you want are likely going to be the egg color that the chick comes in. Likely, not always. Um, and it makes it a very unique experience. Plus, you know, I mean, oh geez, you know, I wouldn't mind a white egg layer. Oh, I wouldn't mind a cream egg layer, or a green one, or a blue one, or whatever. Um, that's the advantages that I've found to, to uh, getting our own incubated birds from our farmyard. That's the advantages I see to that. Um, disadvantages though, uh, you know, it takes more work. You, you gotta have an incubator. Incubators cost money. Let's be honest, you don't save money hatching your own. 
Um, you know, if you can buy chicks for four bucks, one dies, you still saved a lot of money because the incubators cost a lot of money. The power for an incubator costs a little money. And, uh, you know, just raising them in that. But in the next respect, you know, the educational experience of hatching eggs at your place is huge. And that's why I use a NurtureRite 360 incubator um, from Harris Farms because you can actually watch them hatch. It turns them perfectly for you at perfect time. And it's, it's just, it really works out well. So by doing that, it's, it's a huge advantage, but another thing, like I said, is you're not going to get exactly what you want. And what's cool about getting them from a hatchery or a feed store is, let's say you want half a dozen Bard Rocks, half a dozen Buff Orpingtons, and half a dozen Easter Eggers, you know. I mean, you're right there, you know, you're looking at really good egg layers, and your flock is going to be kind of a rainbow array of colors and you know you get a rooster from somebody that rooster could be pretty much any breed and then you could hatch your own next year you know or you could buy your own rooster from the hatchery too you know that's always an option as well you know some people like a calm rooster that's not going to beat the hell out of the hens you know if you're if you're going to do anything like that um my suggestion is to say with stay with more like a docile breed you know like your naked neck turkins are okay and i've seen naked neck roosters turn into total assholes too though but like a uh a coochin coochins are pretty easy going pretty calm pretty chill um even the roosters i mean they're all right they still breed but i mean they're just not you know, they're not total dickheads or whatever so i mean it's something to be said the only thing about a coochin is is you know they don't just fire out eggs like some of these other breeds do but you know to some of you it, it depends on what you're into i mean just there's advantages and disadvantages all the way around to it you know and if you look into what kind of breeds you want you can put a little study on that and you can find out what you want but you know to incubate or not to incubate you know, to get from the feed store or not to get from the feed store. You know, that has got to be your decision. Totally up to you. I mean, I, I think everybody, uh, especially if you get a rooster at your farm and you already have hens, uh, I think you should at least once hatch your own because it's so educational for the kids if you have any kids or even if you're an adult, even if you're single. I mean, it's it's addicting. Hatching eggs is addicting as hell. That's why we have to make goddamn chickens. Um, and, and it's fun, you know? There's, it's, it's like watching this, this beautiful life coming into your house, you know? And it's pretty quick and easy, you know? 21 days, that's, that's nothing, you know? Uh, but I do have to forewarn you, you don't just throw the rooster in there and the next day start picking up hatching eggs. You will not have any that will hatch. That rooster needs to be with those hens for two weeks. I say that all the time, uh, just so you don't fuck that up. Uh, I could see me doing that in a former life, but uh, I actually researched it before I got an incubator and before I hatched my own eggs, so it was a good thing. Um, yeah, otherwise, you know, you can borrow a rooster from somebody. Trust me, hey, if anybody wants a rooster, I got one. 
and you can have it because I'm not going to be hatching this year. So uh, Mr. Snuggles is up for grabs if anybody wants him. No, I did not name him Mr. Snuggles. My daughter does. He gets an awful lot of fucking snuggling, let me tell you. So anyway, uh, yeah, thank you for listening today. God bless you. Two hats or not two hats, that is the question. Sometimes we are glad that that frickin' cycle of life or that event or that whatever, we're glad that something's over with. You know, I mean, God gives us that. He gives us a little reprieve every now and then, a little breaky break. We could sure use one. Uh, anyway, God bless you and thank you for listening today. And by golly, pitter patter, let's get at her. It's, it's going to be spring here pretty quick. You know, after you get 14 inches of snow, there was predicted to be about 30. We only got 14 inches. But uh, I'll be honest with you. I'm pretty freaking glad we only got 14 inches. It almost makes me feel lucky, you know? Even though the snow drifted like a son of a bitch and I've been unburying things for two days, I still got a bunch of shit I got to unbury today. And that's why I need to quit podcasting right now because I need to unbury my wood pile. Good golly. Well, it's all right. It's a good life, you know? Gives me something to do on a Sunday afternoon. But, uh, yeah. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. Anyway, have a good one.